Welcome to God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained, where you get insight surrounding God, the Bible, and spiritual things that you may or may not have heard before. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, God's Child. Today I have a right now word from the Lord. Please read the whole Bible. Yes, I mean the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Now, I didn't say you got to read it in that order, but you need to read the whole Bible. You need to arm yourself with the truth. God is true and his word is him. How can you not read his word if you want to know him? It's important to know it. Study to show yourself approved, just like it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Knowing his word is one of the ways that we keep ourselves from coming deception. There's so much information coming at us from any which way you can think of. And Satan will use anyone and anything he can to speak his lies and agendas through. He used a snake with Eve. He even came at Jesus with Peter and Judas. And look, Job's wife. Talk about sleeping with the enemy. Even spoke what the enemy wanted Job to do. The word of God is a measuring stick for us. So that we know anything that goes against his word is a lie. Even if Holy Spirit reveals it to you. Even if a prophet tells you. Or a pastor. Close confidant comes to you. Even if your mama tells you. (laughs) Okay, I'm just saying. Whatever is from God, you'll find some support for it somewhere in his word. And if what mama told you ain't got no support in the word, baby, it's a lie. And there are many lies that mama may have told you. Okay? There are many lies that your husband or wife may have told you or your children may have told you. Even the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, the highest leader in the church may have told you. Okay? You need to know the word of God. Ephesians 6, 17 tells us it's the sword of the spirit. It's a weapon for us. Hebrews 4, 12 tells us the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, okay? The word of God can't even be touched by the finest, the finest man-made sword, Okay? It pierces even to the dividing asunder of your soul and spirit. Okay. We need to talk about your flesh. It said the soul and the spirit. Most people don't even know the difference between the soul and the spirit. But it said the word of God can divide them things just like it was slicing bread. And it divides between the joints and the marrow. Okay. So that includes your flesh, baby. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So it goes past that old flesh and can cut through straight to the heart. Your thoughts and your intents. Think about Judas. Oh, Judas. He was close to Jesus now. And remember when the woman came and she put the precious oil on Jesus, anointing him because he was about to give his life for hours so that we might have salvation. Well, remember when Judas spoke out and he was like, what have you done? Like he scolded her, reprimanded her. Why did you put this oil on him like this? Why did you waste this oil? Don't you know this oil is worth a lot of money and you could have sold this and got a whole lot for it. And you could have given it to the poor, done a whole lot of things for the poor. 
Jesus, who is the walking word himself, okay, the sword of the spirit in, in the flesh at the time, he was able to cut through that old flesh, them old words that Judas was saying that seemed so right because the enemy will come at you with what seems to be right. Okay, and the word of God does tell us we need to do stuff for the poor. Okay, but at the time that Judas was saying this, Judas was a thief, baby. Yeah, he was he was still a thief and he was with Jesus and Jesus knew this. He was over the money and had the money bag and was stealing from it. Okay, the word tells us he was with Jesus stealing from the money bag. Okay, so he reprimanded this lady at this moment for wasting uh, what he's saying, wasting. She wasn't wasting the oil. He was saying she was wasting the oil. And that's what it would have looked like to a lot of people from his words if they listened to Judas. And they said, oh, the word of God says this. But. Jesus was a walking word himself, and he said what was going to happen to him. So she was blessing him by anointing him and also blessing herself by blessing him. <laughs> but Jesus, the walking word himself, like it says, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, was able to cut through the flesh, able to cut through them words, was able to discern the thoughts and the heart and intent of Judas, okay? His heart was not with the poor. Jesus said, you had to pull with you always, okay? But he said, leave this lady alone. She's doing what is needed at this moment. You leave her alone and hush up. Because first of all, Judas, who was a thief, who was stealing from their money bag, if he cared about the poor, he would have been taking that money and doing stuff for the poor. But that ain't what he was doing. He wasn't trying to be no Robin Hood, baby, but right now he's trying to reprimand this lady and he was in the background stealing himself, embezzling money, okay, for his own purposes, not for the poor. But Jesus, the walking word, who's able to cut through the joints and the marrow to the dividing sun of the soul and the spirit and the discern of the thoughts and the heart and the intents of the heart knew this. But others around may not have known that his Judas's words may have seemed very, very right to them. But again, like it says, it could be somebody even close to you or it could be a stranger. The thing is, you need the word in you. Jesus himself is the word. And he said he sent his Holy Spirit to you. But also we got to illuminate our minds. That's why we have the Bible, the word of God, so that we can have that written word in us, too, so that we can recollect it, have something to go by within us because Holy Spirit is in us. But we need the actual word. Also, the written word in us so that we can know it. Jesus also was a demonstration for us of how to use Use the word after he was in the wilderness had fasted and the enemy came to him because he's like oh yeah his weakness now let me get him let me get him okay he came at him with partial truths and part lies okay there was truth in everything that the enemy said but he twisted it with some lie but Jesus again who was the walking word was able to discern that cut through the lie and what did Jesus say each thing that Satan said to him, he said, it is written in response to him. Jesus spoke the word of truth that was able to cut through the lie and said, this is what the word says. 
immediately casting down the imagination that the enemy was bringing to him, which exalted itself against the knowledge of God, he cut him down with the knowledge of God and said, this is what the word says. It is written. Why? Because he is the word and the word is him. Okay. So he was able to cut through the lies and we need the word in us so that we can measure against whatever the enemy is bringing to us to know whether it is true or whether it is a lie. Okay. And if it ain't all truth, it's a lie. I'm just saying. Jesus showed us that that is another reason why it's important for us to know. That's why I believe it tells us he said it is written. He didn't just say, but he said it is written. Let us know he's speaking what was written before, before he came in the flesh and was that he said it is written. Okay. So we too need to know the word and we need to use it just like Jesus did as a weapon against Satan. But if you don't read it, how are you going to be able to use it? I mean, look, even with Peter, Peter himself at one moment spoke what was from the Holy Spirit. But then right after that, he was trying to tell Jesus he was alive, saying that what Jesus said wasn't going to happen, not over his dead body. And Jesus was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, you are surely going to do this. But when Jesus spoke to him, he said, Satan, get behind me. Because he was able to discern where that was coming from. He knew when just Peter, okay, the word of God knew it was a lie. And that Satan is the father of lies. So that's why Jesus, when he turned around to rebuke, he said, Satan, get behind me. But only the word would know that. Okay, it sounds good for Peter to say, oh, this ain't going to happen to you because I love you. I'm not going to let this happen. But what does the word also tell us? It tells us don't put your trust in man. Okay, it sounded right. Oh, my friend. Oh, this person loved me so much. They say it ain't going to happen or whatever. You got to know what God say. And God had already said what was going to happen. There was foreshadowing what was going to happen with Jesus. Jesus was saying what was going to happen with him. And he's the word in the flesh. How he going to be a lie? You going to show him up to be a lie? I think not. Okay. And then again, Job's wife spoke exactly what Satan had wanted Job to do. When she came out at his last desperate attempt by him utilizing Job's wife and said, why don't you just curse God and die? Ain't the enemy stupid. But you know what? Job himself knew that no way in God's word and no way would God say to curse him. So he basically ignored his wife. He just ignored her because he knew that one truth right there. Now, Job did curse the day that he was born, but he in no way cursed God. He knew better than that. <laughs> that was a complete lie right there. All right. So, and then, and then, yeah, the snake, the snake, the snake who spoke to Eve and Eve didn't like cut him off after the first time he spoke and she just listened to him. The first time he spoke, she cut him off, but the second time she continued to listen and then she was deceived. Okay. So like I said, saying to use anything, he got into the old snake. 
<laughs> okay? He might even use a parent. It don't matter. But if you have the word of God in you, you have quickness, you have power that's sharper than any two-edged sword to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, whether it's the flesh, no matter what the enemy is using, you will be able to discern whether it is from God or not from God, whether it's truth or whether it is a lie. And I'm just saying, there are too many who say they don't have time for the word or they don't understand. It's not in the language they understand. Well, they got so many versions now in modern English, in quattro English, <laughs> you know, what, what, whatever, whatever way that you can understand the language that you need it in. It's been translated. OK, it's been translated, converted and all kinds of stuff. All right, but I will tell you, you gotta you, you gotta watch some of these things. All right, because they changing a little bit too much, and some of it a little crazy, and they leaving some stuff out. You know, if you can't read the King James version, I know that one. And I've read others too, but you know what? You don't use that as an excuse that you don't understand the language. You need to read the Word of God so that you have it in you, and you have a weapon against the enemy against the lies of the enemy and for those who are saying you don't have time well do you have time for video games do you have time to talk to others on the phone about nonsense do you have time to scroll social media or uh, surf the web or you know what just have time to just go look in the space <laughs> okay I'm saying you make time for what you want to make time for. So when you're saying you don't have time, you're just saying you don't want to make time for it. But I'm going to need you to make time for it, okay? All right? I don't talk to too many who've been talking to me for like hours or we've been messaging. I say, you need to read the word. They say, I don't have time. Well, you know what? Let's cut this short so you can use this time to read the word of God. But you know what? They ain't going to do it. Why? Because they don't want to. They don't want to be held accountable. It's not something that they, you know, want to be responsible for. You know, or whatever reason, whatever reason they got as to why they, you know, don't want to read the word of God. But I'm just telling you, you need to make time for the word of God. Because when a time of great deception comes upon you, or even just a small day-to-day -day deceptions, without the word of God in you to where you're sure of it, you're liable to fail, to be deceived. And it can cost you dearly as it already has for so many and will for others. I'm telling you, and the word tells us, don't put your trust in man. I know a lot of y'all are trusting in your pastor. You trusting in the mother of the church, the priest. You trusting in uh, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, you know, over here. You trusting in mama. They could all have it wrong. Some unintentionally, some purposely. I done sat in churches and I done talked to leaders and others who say they've been in the word of God for years and heard lies straight out their mouth. And I'm like, how you going to say that? But the sad thing is there are those that are under them that are listening to them as if what they're saying is truth because they believe that they will tell them the truth or they, they want to just believe that 
what they're telling them is true because it goes along with what they want to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then they don't want to be held accountable for because then they're going to try to go back and say, well, it's because of them I did it. They have somebody else to blame it on. They don't want the blame to go on themselves. So therefore, they're not reading because they don't want to be held responsible for it. But hey, you got another thing coming. Because the word says study to show yourself approved. So you're going to be accountable for it if you don't read it. Now, those who lie and give you lies purposely, oh, they're going to be held accountable. But we also will be held accountable if we don't read it because it tells us straight there. Study to show yourself approved in the word of God. Okay. So even though you think you won't be held accountable, ah, you will. <laughs> so it's up to you whether you're going to read it or not. So I'm just saying. The right now word from the Lord, please take heed to it. Read the whole Bible. Study it. Ask Holy Spirit to give you understanding for what you don't understand. And tell others to read it too. Just in case you listening and you've already read it. You read from Genesis to Revelation and don't mean you got to read it in that order. Okay, that's just the order they got it in in the in the Bible. You can read a mismatch, but as long as you read the whole Bible. Okay. Now there are other books that were also not included in the current versions that we have. And I'll say read some of those too. But I'm just saying, first you need to read the meat that you got right there before you get to those, because some of those are actually mentioned in the Bible, which I don't understand why people would say that they are false, because if they're mentioned in the Bible, they're, if they're referenced in the Bible, in important books in the Bible, if they are false, but they're referenced in important books in the Bible by some important people in the Bible who you say you believe who have written parts of the Bible, then that will make the whole Bible false. I think not. <laughs> I think that some just took them out. OK, they, they, they weren't included. But I'm just saying, make sure you at least read the Bible itself, the whole Bible because you have no idea of what is coming ahead. No idea of what is coming ahead. The type of deception that is coming to us in this world. So again, if you haven't read the whole Bible, read it, study it, and ask Holy Spirit for understanding. Protect yourself from deception. But don't just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own study, pray, and read the Bible so that you can know that you know that you know. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to receive eternal salvation but would like to, according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9, all you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Want a little help with that? Repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again so that I may have eternal life in you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. It's as simple as that. Now you're part of the family of God. 
Wherever you are, find a local church or a group of believers that can help and support you on your new journey in your new life in Christ Jesus. Many blessings to you as you walk in who God created you to be, doing what he blessed and equipped you to do. You are God's child. Want to bless or show support for God, the Bible, and spiritual things explained? Well, you're welcome to send a financial gift to Cash App using cash tag G-T-B-S-T-E. You're also invited to pick up a little inspired merch from our store at Zazzle.com forward slash store forward slash G-T-B-S-T-E. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with other listeners. Thank you in advance and God bless you as he blesses those who bless his children. Catch you another time, another day, another episode for God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained. Thank <laughs> you.